Petra. It is a church in Brooklyn where they always play with me and say, I have the yellow pages before you go to the pulpit. Uh, but it's good to be here tonight, and uh, I appreciate uh, your prayer for us. I know you pray for us, and uh, uh, I ask you to continue to pray for us and see what the Lord can do for us in, the, uh, in this coming years, um, a lot of things changing in the building, but we need to do some changes too in our ministry, and I pray that you, you can help us to pray to the Lord to give guidance to us. Let us open our Bible to Philippians chapter 1. I'm going to speak about uh, one verse. I want to use one verse. That's my favorite verse. Now you're going to know my secret. This is uh, my favorite verse. Normally when I give a car or I send a letter, I always put this verse. Philippians chapter 1, verse 6. And uh, uh, <clears throat> the Apostle Paul, when before he accepted Christ as a personal Savior, he was a religious man. He was very faithful to his religion. And, but his religion did not change his heart. His religion didn't do anything in his life. And uh, when he accepted Christ as a personal savior, God changed his heart. And he experienced changing. And, uh, and he was confident that he will change the heart of the brothers and sisters of the Philippian church. And I have the confidence that God will change our heart. How many of you accept Christ 25 years ago? One. Okay, two. 30 years ago. Oh, I am the older one. I accepted Christ when I was 16 years old. It's about 30 and change years. And I know that I'm not the same that I was when I, I accepted Christ. And I know what Christ has done in my life. And I know that you know that what Christ has been done in your life. And when we, when, we, uh, when we share the gospel, we want to share something that we, we have experienced. We, uh, we have changed. We have something that changed our life, and we want somebody to, to do the same thing. And Paul, in this verse 6, Let's read this verse. He said, he said, being confident of this very thing, that he which had begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you tonight for this time that we come together. We thank you for this opportunity that we have to come before you 
and to come to fellowship and to hear about your word. And Lord, we pray that your word be useful in our heart. And Lord, we pray that your Holy Spirit take control of our minds, our hearts, and, and that your word do the work in our hearts. I pray that you help us, Lord, to understand what you want to learn, what you want to us to learn about your word. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Paul's confidence was based in what God has done in his own life. Recently, I saw a movie called The Life of Saul of Tarso. And he's talking about the life of Paul before he was a believer and when he accepted the Lord as a personal savior and then when he entered in his ministry. But in this movie, he showed the, they showed how God changed the heart of this man and how this man became a servant of the Lord. And when Paul spoke or wrote to the, to the uh, Philippians, he wrote something that he experienced in his own life. And what he's going to say in verse 6 is something that he experienced when he said that being confident. In other words, he was, he was sure that God will change the life of the people of the church of, Phil of Philippi. Paul was confident because he has experienced the power of God in his own life. And I'm going to speak about the Paul confidence and what of what Paul was confident. First of all, Paul was confident in the work of salvation, that the work of salvation will be perfected. Look at verse 6. He said, being confident of this very thing, that he which had begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of the Lord. He was confident that God will, perf will perfect his work. That means that salvation is just the beginning of the work of God in our life. It's just the beginning. And when, when we are saved, God is began to transform our life because he wants us to become like Christ. That's his purpose, to become like Christ. So we are not the same last year or two years ago, or three years ago, if somebody is saying like three years ago, something's going on, something's wrong in his life. It's like when you see a, a mother or a family have a baby, right? And the baby, you know, maybe 12 inches long, and 
and then go maybe to 15 inches long and then stop growing. Something is wrong. You expect the child to grow up. So we expect every Christian to grow up and become like Christ. Look in Romans chapter 8, verse 29. Romans chapter 8, verse 29. Romans 8, verse 29. He said, Paul said, For who, for whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn, among many brethren. God wants us to become like Christ. And Paul said, Paul said that he was confident that he who began a good work will continue doing it until the Lord come. That means we all are like New York City. I remember years ago when I came to this country in 1983. I remember we took, uh, I think, the BQE. At that time, I didn't know that it was the BQE. But I remember it was in construction. And until now, it's still in construction. It's, our life is like that. We are in construction. God is working in us every day. We carry a big sign, say, caution. Right? We are in construction. And that means we have hope. That means God has not finished with us. That means uh, we have hope we can change. And we expect that God will do something in us. I don't want to be like I was today, tomorrow. I want God to do something in my life so tomorrow I can do better than today. And so we all are in that process of construction. And we all have, or we all should have this, this confidence that Paul has. Paul said, he, that he which had begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Which means, until the day of the Lord. If we don't die, every day the Lord is working in us. He's working in us. Every day. Every day. I remember years ago, I, uh, when I, I was uh, a new believer, I remember that when the following day after I accept Christ as my personal Savior, a man, a friend who I, I, I didn't see for a long time, he, was, he moved to another city, so that day he came to the city, and he invited me to go to the bar. And I said, I, I don't want to go. But he pushed me, right? 
and, 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 and I went with him. And we would drink. I was 14 years old. No, 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 15 years, 16 years old. I started drinking when I was 13. Not heavy, but, uh, you know, every weekend something, you know. But I remember that I went with him, and I drink with him. But I don't, I don't get drunk. And, and uh, I remember that I feel so terrible after a surprise going to celebrate right? my, 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 uh, my new life with this man. And so, but I don't remember what the God did, but that was the last time I drink. And I, remember, I don't remember that I do any effort. That means I don't, I don't, I don't put any effort in to, to, uh, to stop drinking. The only thing I remember is that little by little, all my friends that, that invite me to drink, they stop coming to me, you know, all of them went away. I don't say I don't want to be with you. I don't say I don't want to have a fellowship with you. I don't say anything. Is the Lord was pushed me to the other side, and I began to, to have fellowship with the brothers and sisters of the church. But I don't remember did anything. No effort. No human effort. But that's God working in us. And sometimes we don't, we don't understand and we don't, we don't feel anything. But when you see Jesus, Jesus back, and then you can see from where God has bring you here, and then you can see the changes in your life. And Paul was, he, have, he, he has confidence that God uh, will change these, these brothers and sisters. That God will continue to work in their life, and God continue to work in our life to change, to make us to the image of Christ. Because we're not there yet. We, we're not perfect. And according to the Bible, we're going to be perfect until we die. And then we're going to be perfect. But Paul, he said that we are not the same today. I mean, yesterday as today. We are different. We are different. So Paul... He, got, he has a confidence that the work of salvation will be perfected. We're not perfect. There are too many people who say, I don't want to go to the church because too many problems in the church. But the church is like a hospital. You don't go to the hospital when you are, your health is good. You go to the hospital when you, you feel good. You don't feel good. You are sick. So the church is a, 
is a, a place where the sick people get together. And, 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 and we have to re re remember that God is working in us and, and, and we, have to, we have to have that confidence in God, knowing us, but in God. Because salvation is just the beginning. Just when we get saved, God starts working in our life. Secondly, God was the foundation of his confidence. Look over here, he said, verse 6, said, being confident of this very thing, that he, who is he? God, which has begun a good work in you. The confidence of Paul relied on the character and the resources of God. God had everything he needed to change us. He got everything. He got everything. He don't need nothing from us. He got everything. He did not rely, Paul did not rely on the church. Even though the church is very important. It's where we come to, to learn the Bible. It's very important. But God alone is who do everything. God alone do everything. Paul said, I am confident in God perseverance. It's God who continue working in us. It's God who paid the price for us. And God is working 24 hours a day in our life. Even when we are sleeping, God is working. Sometimes we go to bed thinking something, not having the answer, but sometime the next day, we have the answer. How that happen? How that happen? It's God working in us. God worked 24 hours a day in us. He don't stop. He don't have a coffee break. He don't have lunch time. He worked 24 hours continue. Imagine if God stopped working in us for a day. What's going to happen? Just for a day. It's going to be a dark day in our life. Because without the work of God, only darkness comes to our life. So the foundation of this confidence was in God alone, not in ourselves. And we should have our confidence in God alone, in God alone. Nothing we can do. Open your Bible to Luke chapter 18. And look this man here. It's very fami familiar passage. Luke 18, verse 10 to 14. Luke 18, 10 to 14, 
the Bible says, two men went up into the temple to pray, the one a Pharisee and the other a publican. The Pharisee stood up, prayed thus with himself, God, I thank thee that I am not as other men are, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this publican. I fast twice and a week. I give tithes of all that I possess. And the publican standing afar off will not lift up so much as his eyes unto the heaven, but smote upon his breath, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you this, man went down to his house justified rather than the other, for everyone that exalts himself shall be abased, and he that humbles himself shall be exalted. The Pharisee, he relied on his effort. He, he gave a good tithe, good offering, but the Bible said that the publican was the man who went out from that temple with his sin forgiven. Why? Because he relied on God, knowing himself. And he, if, if we want to experience the changes in our life, we got to stop try, trying to help God and let God do the work in our life. Because not everything that we try to do is right. Not everything is right. Therefore, we should depend on God alone and let God work in our life. So Paul has this confidence in God alone. God was the foundation of his confidence. And my question is how you have this confidence in God or your confidence is in yourself? Because if your confidence is in yourself, so the work of God is not going to be done in your life until you move away. And then God will gonna work in your life. And sometimes that, that's the reason why God don't work in our life. Because we are in, in his way. God wants to do something in our life, but we have our own way to do things. And God wants us to move away so he can work in our life. That's, that's what Paul did. Paul has to remove all his religions and let God work in his life. And that's why Paul experienced a lot of big changes in his life. Lastly, how this confidence operate on Paul. It did not prevent it did not prevent him to pray for these Philippians. Paul didn't say, Well, I know that God is working in your life 
So I don't have to do anything. No, that's not what Paul did. Look verse verse 7. Even as it is meet for me to think this of you all, because I have you in my heart, inasmuch as both in my bounds and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel, ye all are partakers of my, of my grace. Paul, even though he, know that, he knew that God was working his life and their life for the, or the Philippians, he didn't stop doing anything for them. The Bible said that he prayed for them. Look verse 8, verse 4, 3 and 4. Say, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine, for you all making requests with joy. With joy. Verse 8, for God is my record, how greatly I long after you all the bowels of Jesus Christ. And this I pray, that your love my, may abound yet more and more in knowledge and in all judgment, that ye may approve things that are excellent, that ye may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ, being filled with the fruit of the righteousness which are by Jesus Christ unto the glory and praise of God. Paul did not stop praying for the brothers and sisters of this church. Because even though he knows or he knew that God was working in their life, that doesn't mean that he cannot be involved in their life. Paul was involved in their life. That's, that's why in verse 7, he said, I have you in my heart. I have you in my heart. Paul have a concern for these brothers. He have a concern for the brothers and sisters. And you and me have to have a concern for you brothers and sisters. We all in this room tonight, in this church tonight, we all are indifferent for, say, great in our Christian life. Some, some of you maybe accept Christ maybe a year ago, others maybe five years ago, others maybe ten years ago, and some of you maybe grew up fast, others maybe they not growing up fasting and but we all need to concern we all need to pray for each other we all need to to be involved in the life of each other to help those who need to grow up who help those who need to know more about Christ that's why Paul said here in verse and verse uh, nine, I and this I pray that your love may abound yet more and more in the knowledge and in all judgment. That means, brothers, that, that we, even though God is working, 
we should be involved through prayers to each other. And, and, uh, and we, our desire should be that everybody reach maturity in Christ. In Christ. Two things probably we can apply of this passage or this verse tonight. And one is that we should have the same confidence that Paul had. We should have the same confidence. We should be sure that God is working in our life. In, in the life of everyone. God is working. And we should be patient to the brothers or to the sisters that then they don't grow up faster. Sometimes we, we are so high that when we see people do, uh, doing wrong things or, or, or uh, taking the wrong decision, we judge them instead of pray for them so that they can become mature in Christ and recognize that God is working in his life too. And he is not a perfect person. God is working. And you are not a perfect. I'm not a perfect. So we should have that confidence that Paul has. That God will keep working, will continue working in our life until he comes. And second, we should have the same concern for the spiritual life of our brothers and sisters. We should have the same concern for the spiritual life of our brothers and sisters. We all need each other. That's why the Bible said that the church is the body of Christ. Right? It's the body of Christ. Each member is important. And when one member is have a pain, our body is is uh, is uh, is amazing how the the body. I want you to try tomorrow morning, early in the morning when we you uh, you get up from bed, try to hit your big toe on your feet with a maybe with a shoes or something, and see what happens. All the all our body concentrated where? Where the pain is, right? So the body of Christ should concentrate with those who are, who are experiencing changes in their life and, and we, we should have concern for our brothers and sisters. We should, we should uh, we should uh, uh, be involved in the life of the people by praying for them. Paul said here, verse uh, verse ten, that ye may approve things that are excellent, that ye may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ. Paul was praying for these brothers and sisters of the church of Philippi that. They become excellent. Excellent. But why 
Paul was doing this because his confidence was in God, in God, in God alone, in God alone. And thanks God that he not finished with us. He not finished with us. He's still working. He's still working. He's still working in my life. He's still working in your life. And he will continue working on your life until, like, like Paul said here, until the day of Jesus Christ. Which means everybody have hope. How many of you have something that you like to God to do something in your life to change? You don't want to keep doing the same thing. You want God to change your life. You see, until the Bible says, until Jesus Christ come, which means you have hope. You have hope. God will change your life. God will change your life because he wants you to become like Christ. He wants you to, he wants, he wants, he wants me to become like Christ. And he will continue to do this work until he comes. That's why Paul was confident, because he experienced the power of God in his life, in his life. Let's go to Romans chapter 1. Let's, let's read one verse. One more verse, and we're going to be Verse 16. He said, Paul said, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God. It is the power of God. Paul experienced the power of God in his life, and we experience the power of God in, his, in our life every day. Every day. Because God is working in us, working in us, working in us. And we should have this confidence that Paul has, and we should have the same concern that Paul has for his brothers and sisters. Are you confident in God? Or are you confident in yourself, thinking that you, you're going to change thinking that you probably you're going to do better than God. It's impossible. God is the only one who can change our life. It's the only one. AA cannot help nobody who have problem with drinking. But God, he can change his life. I knew a man that he was drinking every day, every day. I had to take him to his house, drunk, every day. He was my boss. And uh, here, I had to walk with him for maybe about 10 blocks to his house. 
and his wife have a restaurant, so I, I always go there with him, and then she gave me my, my dinner. And she appreciated what I did for him because she was drunk. And he started going to, uh, to, to uh, AAA. And he stopped drinking for a little while. But his heart never changed. And I knew another man who, uh, who had the same problem. He, this man have in his uh, trunk of the car have boxes of liquid, boxes. And, and uh, he drink every day. But he surrendered his life to Christ. And Christ changed his heart, changed his life, and now he is a pastor. And the other man, he continued to go to AAA. He is still struggling to, to uh, stay away from drinking. Because he believed he can do it by himself. But only God can change the life of the people. And God has changed my life. I can testify for maybe 30 years that God has been working in, in me. I'm not perfect. He's still working in my life. And I know that God is working in your life too. And you haven't you haven't problem with anything, just remember that he will continue to work in, in your life until he comes. Therefore, there is hope. There is hope for change. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you tonight for Paul. We thank you for what he teaches us. We thank you for his confidence in you. And we pray, Lord, that you help us to have the same confidence that we can trust. Can we put our trust in you? Lord, help us to put our trust in you and help us to, to know that you are working in our life. And uh, we pray that you help us to have the same confidence that Paul has in you. And help us to to have the same concern that Paul has for his brothers and sisters. And Lord, we pray that you work in our heart and we pray that you continue to work in our life and, and that your work be done in our life every day. We pray, Lord, that you bring us every day more like Christ. We want to be like Christ. That's your goal. That's, that should be our goal, too, to become like Christ. And we pray, Lord, that you help us. And we pray that you help us to trust and to, and to, that, to have that confidence in you alone and not, not in ourselves. Thank you, Lord, for everything. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
I'll stand for uh, invitation. We'll open the altar up for invitation. 541 in your hymn books. Paul had a confidence because he trusted God. And that's really what it's about. It's only trusting him, not ourselves, not what we can do or what we think we can do, but in what, what God can for, for certain do. Let's start with that first verse. Come every soul by sin oppressed, there's mercy with the Lord, and he will surely give you rest by trusting in his word. Only trust him, only trust him, only trust him now. He will save you, he will save you, he will save you now. We'll just open the altar and let the piano play. The Lord's working on you, he's working on all of us. It's a matter of just acknowledging it. second verse for Jesus shed his precious blood rich blessings to bestow plunge now into the crimson flood that washes white as snow only trust him trust him only trust him now he will save you he will save you he will save you now amen uh, I guess that's it we we uh, close the invitation but if you don't know about salvation through Jesus Christ the invitation is always open. The pastor is always willing. There's people here who love to share the gospel with you, show you from the Bible how you can know your sins are forgiven and heaven is your home. And uh, we thank Pastor Saravi for coming tonight. Make sure you shake his hand uh, as you make your way out. And uh, let's, let's take our hymnals, sing our benediction song, 705, if you need the words. Take the name of Jesus with us as we make our way out. Take the name of Jesus with you child of sorrow and of woe it will joy and comfort give you take it then where'er you go precious name oh how sweet hope of earth and joy of heaven precious name oh how sweet hope of earth and joy of heaven Thank you for being with us tonight.
And don't forget, if you're on the worker's schedule, we'll be doing some stuff here.